0: to the Yogi Fuel podcast, the podcast where we share the knowledge of yoga and Ayurveda mixed with modern science to help you learn and embody ancient wisdom in a practical way to optimize your health, deepen your spiritual practice, and step into your peak potential. I'm your host, Mel Singh. Welcome to the podcast. So I don't know if you know this, but today is actually world sleep day. So I wanted to come in here and just share with you some of my best tips, tricks, biohacks, um, and information about sleep and why sleep is so important and fundamental to nervous system, health, brain health, mental health, um, anxiety. I want to really, I want to really paint that picture for you. Um, first and foremost of why it's so important. And then I want to go into some of my key tips and, uh, hacks and tools that I personally use to support my sleep health. Um, because I know for me, when I was in like the throes of anxiety and I was really struggling with nervous system dysregulation, and I was really struggling with my mental health after, you know, my concussions sleep was really difficult for me. And I remember just like laying awake in bed at night, my mind racing, my body just feeling super dysregulated. And I didn't really know what to do at that time. Like I did not have any tools and I just would like lay there and numb out on my phone or watch TV or something until I was so tired that I just fell asleep. And this would, you know, happen around midnight or 1am. And then, you know, I would only be sleeping for a few hours. And that cycle of being too anxious to fall asleep, dysregulating myself by numbing out on TV and, you know, Instagram, and then not getting enough sleep, that was actually perpetuating my nervous system dysregulation. It was making things worse. It wasn't helping and it wasn't making things um, better. And it wasn't until I started to kind of go deeper into this that I really learned the importance of sleep and why sleep is so fundamental to our health in general, but especially to brain health, mental health, and nervous system health. So I want to share a couple of things for you today, a little bit about that. Uh, Number one is that sleep is actually the time when our body can actually heal, right? When it actually regenerates. So this is when, you know, uh, if we've had a workout or if we're, you know, doing things during the day, this is when our body actually heals like muscle tissue. This is also the time when our body heals and detoxes our brain. So you may have heard of the lymphatic system, right? This is the system of uh, the body where, you know, lymph moves through. This is actually where we, you know, sort of detox toxins in our body, but your brain has its own special lymphatic system called the glymphatic system. And this is the, the lymphatic system within the brain that specifically drains toxins from the brain. And this glymphatic system, it only works at night when you're sleeping. This is when and only when the glymphatic system is draining. So if we are not sleeping at night, we are not gonna be draining those toxins from our brain. That's gonna lead to toxic buildup in the brain, which is gonna lead to inflammation, which can lead to fatigue, brain fog, increased levels of anxiety, mental health challenges, depression, things like that, right? These are things that can exacerbate our mental health symptoms, right? And that can leave us feeling more fatigued and overwhelmed and all of those things. So sleep is such an important part of that because it's literally the the, the space for that glymphatic system to work. So if we're not sleeping, the glymphatic system is not going to be working. Toxins are going to accumulate and it's going to increase our dysregulation. And also sleep is just overall important for our nervous system, right? If we are chronically sleep deprived, it's going to throw our body into a more sympathetic state, right? Um, it's going to dysregulate our cortisol and our other hormones, right? Which is going to leave us in that more stressed out sympathetic fight or flight state, and this can lead to even you know other health problems. This can lead to hormonal imbalance, which can lead to you know other issues in 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 the body. But today we're focusing you know specific to mental health and the nervous system. But we need to understand that our hormonal system, if we're in that chronic stressed out fight or flight sympathetic state, and those hormones are out of balance this also dysregulates the nervous system, right? Anytime we're in a state of dysregulation, whether it is hormonal dysregulation or hormones are up, down, all around or blood sugar dysregulation, right? Ayurveda says that any of that dysregulation, that stark up and down, right? So if you have blood sugar spike and then a blood sugar cl- Crash, that is actually a symptom of Vata dosha imbalance, right? Vata dosha, that energy of movement within the body is the thing that's actually contributing to that, right? So those things can actually throw off Vata dosha or an imbalanced Vata dosha can be the thing that's sort of causing those things to move. But either way, we want to create less of like a spike and a crash in our sleep, right? In our blood sugar, in our hormone levels, and so sleep is a really beautiful way that we can just sort of optimize and create a balance in those um, in those levels as well. Okay. So this is super, super important. Sleep is incredibly important. And we also know just fundamentally, like think of how you feel when you don't get a good night's sleep. You don't feel great the next day. You're not like, I feel awesome. You probably feel grumpier, right? You feel a little grumpier. You feel like, uh you're just like making it through the day. You don't probably feel optimal. And you probably know that on some, on some level. And I know for me, like one of my huge triggers for anxiety is if I'm too tired or I'm too hungry, right? That's when I don't have, I'm not resourced enough to Handle Like, let's say I'll use, you know, my daughter as an example, right? If I'm well slept and well fed and my daughter is having a meltdown, I can handle that meltdown way better. But when I'm tired and or hungry, it's like, I don't have that internal resourcing. Right. So sleep is such an important, such an important part of that. Okay. So I want to share with you today, some of my, I'm going to share with you five there. I've got like five sort of high level categories and I'm going to sort of expound upon those, um, inside this, but I want to share with you five of my favorite tips and hacks to help you sleep better. Plus I do want to share with you, um, a really exciting sale. So today is world sleep day and my favorite biohacking company bond Charge, is offering 25% off site-wide for literally everything on their site. And they have some of the, I'm going to share with you a couple of the tools that I use from them literally daily um, that are really, really helpful in terms of supporting sleep. So if you've been eyeing, I know a lot of you follow me on Instagram and I share a lot about the red light and the blue blocking glasses. I share a lot about those things. And a lot of you are like, oh, I would love this, but oh it's feeling a little out of budget. Today's a great day to actually go and and get something if you're if you're interested, right? They're offering 25% off site wide. It's way better than my discount code of 15%. So if you, like I said, if you're interested, I would definitely go and and take a look at that. But I'm going to share with you a little bit more about some of those tools. And after this live, if you have any questions on like what I would recommend as like a first step or, you know, share with me a little bit about what it is that you're dealing with in the comments below, even if you're watching this on the replay, share with me below what it is that you're kind of struggling with or what it is that you need help with. And I'm happy to make a recommendation. So, you know, what the sort of most bang for your buck thing to invest in right now would be, um, because no two people are the same, right? We don't all need the exact same thing. And depending on what you're struggling with, I might recommend, the blue blockers, or I might recommend the red light device, or I might recommend something else. Right. So feel free to pop those in the comments. And as, and when I am done recording, um, or sort of done my spiel, I will let you know. Okay. So my number one, absolute favorite sleep hack slash tip is super simple. Um, but easier said than done. It's to put your phone away an hour before bed. Okay. Ideally I would even say two hours before bed. Ideally I would say like when the sun goes down, put your phone away, but I know that that's not realistic for everybody, but I would love, and I know for me, I noticed such a huge difference in my ability to fall asleep and stay asleep when I'm not on electronics, at least like an hour before bed. And this is for a few reasons. The, the the first reason is that it's stimulating, right? And we're engaging with social media, or we're texting someone, like we're engaging in something. Um, and sometimes that thing can be, you know, stimulating or even triggering, right? Maybe you see something online that kind of triggers you, or you're maybe having a conversation with someone and it triggers you, right? Um, and so that, for me, is what I experience. As like this, that, that is one of the things that really dysregulates me, right? I'll see something on social media or I'll be, you know, see, have a conversation with someone and it just, it's, it's overstimulating. So I like to just, as a rule of thumb, an hour or two before sleep, I put my phone, I don't even necessarily like turn it off. I put it on airplane mode. I plug it in, I put it away. Um, it's, it's across the room. So I'm not necessarily looking at it. And that is one of my favorite, um, things to do just to make sure that I'm not on it and that I can be present with my daughter, that I can be present with myself. And instead of, you know, going on, you know, the phone and and reading something or researching something, maybe I read a book or something else. So I'll talk about some different sort of evening routine things that you can do as well. But that's something that has been really helpful, just not being overstimulated by the phone. But the second thing that can make phones and electronics, you know, super, um, dysregulating is the blue light, right? So we're going to talk about the artificial lighting in a second as well, but the light that is emitted from your phone is actually has tons of blue light and it actually mimics how the sun looks at solar noon. Okay and so i'm going to go into this in the next thing but basically you know our body and our eyes were designed to connect to the different light frequencies throughout the day okay and historically you know we were not exposed to any light after the sun went down than moonlight starlight and maybe fire okay so when our eyes are exposed to blue light after the you know sun goes down it shocks the body into thinking oh my god it's noon okay and so if we get that from our phones or as we'll talk about it in the next tip, artificial lighting in our house, it really throws off our circadian rhythm. It really disrupts melatonin production, melatonin being the sleep hormone, the hormone that we need to, you know, have to to, to fall asleep. And if we're chronically looking at our devices or we're in a lot of, you know, artificial light, it's going to disrupt that. It's going to make it harder to fall asleep. So one of the best things that you can do if you struggle to fall asleep at night is notice your light hygiene, right? Notice if at night you've got all the lights on in your house and you're watching screens and you're on your phone and you're inundating your body and your eyes with that light, notice, notice if that's something that you do. It's not bad or wrong. You don't need to make yourself wrong, but just notice, notice if that's something that you do. And then take little steps to to change that, right? You can start with the phone. Okay. If like turning off all the lights in your house, isn't accessible, start with the phone. That could be something that's really helpful. And then we can go, and then we can go from there. Okay. And I've sort of segued into my second tip, which is talking about dimming the lights and considering blue blocking glasses. So as I said, you know, we were not designed to be an artificial lighting once the sun went down. I mean, we're not designed to be an artificial lighting at all. Technically we were designed to be in sunlight, but yes, you know, we live in this modern world and we can't just get away from it. We can't just go live in a cave in the Himalayas. We need to, you know, we need technology on some level to, to do our thing. I run an online business. I can't get away from technology. And I think that we can use technology in a really beautiful way, but we can also use tools to support our relationship with technology so that it doesn't dysregulate us as much as it possibly could. Right. So two things I want to suggest are, Consider blue light blocking glasses, right? So we can put the phone away if that's accessible to us, or if we have to be on our phone, if we have to be on our electronics, I would suggest getting some blue light blocking glasses. Um, This is something that I use every single day. Once the sun goes down, I wish I had them around me so I could show you them, Um, but they are the red ones. So they're, they're the nighttime ones. I wear them as soon as the sun goes down. And I have noticed a huge difference in my ability to fall asleep and stay asleep after using them. Um, so this is a really simple thing. You know, the, 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 other recommendation I have is like dim the lights, or you could even switch out um, bond charge has really great, like red light bulbs that you could switch in a lot of the lights in your house, but that might not be accessible. That might feel like, okay, if you're just getting started, that might feel like a lot like, oh my God, Mel, what really? I'm going to go like get a bunch of these red lights. Okay. May- maybe that's not where you're at, or maybe it is the power to you if it is, but the glasses are just a great way that you can just pop them on and you know, you're going to be blocking out a hundred percent of the blue light with those blue light blocking glasses. Um, So if you, again, go ahead, take a look at Bond Charge, see they've got tons of different like really beautiful frames. Mine are really cute. I have the Melissa frame. I probably have a picture somewhere on Instagram. Maybe you've seen them. Dang, I should have, uh, I should have thought this through and put them and put them beside me so I could show you them, but they have literally been a game changer. And like I said, it's super simple. You don't have to go and change everything, you know, in your house, change up all the light bulbs. It's something that is really simple. The other thing that you can do is just don't have on as many lights and favor like more of the yellow lit. I'm looking around my room because I've got lots of lamps around something with like a lampshade that kind of doesn't make it this bright white fluorescent lighting, have them a little bit dimmer, turn off some of the light So it's, it is a little bit darker so that your body is starting to understand, okay, it's time for me to go to sleep now. And if you've ever been camping, okay, this is a great example of this. If you've ever been camping, you will notice that you want to go to sleep at like eight or nine. If it's you know, that time, if you're camping in the summer, maybe it's a little bit later because the sun is up later, but you'll notice that you will naturally align to the circadian rhythm. You'll feel sleepier sooner because your lights are exposed to the natural moonlight, starlight fire that we were historically exposed to in the evenings. So go ahead and camp. If you want, if you want to have a real embodied experience with that, um, or try the blue light blocking glasses, try dimming the lights a little bit and see how that might help you as well. Uh, my third tip is Have a simple bedtime routine. Okay. So I always say this when it comes to balancing Vata dosha, when it comes to regulating the nervous system, consistency is king. Okay. Consistent or consistency is queen. Okay. Consistency rules over everything. This is what I found, especially for Vata dosha. Vata dosha wants to know what's happening, likes consistency, it likes regularity. So having a simple, consistent bedtime routine can be really helpful. Having a consistent bedtime can be really helpful. It's actually one of the first things I do with clients. Like we'll talk about their nutrition and then I'm like, so. What's your bedtime? Like, what, what time are we going to put you to bed at night, right? We actually map it out for them, right? Because that is something that is fundamentally so important. So I would pick a rough bedtime, ideally like nine or 10 is ideal because we do also want to wake ideally before the sun rises, but this is not you know, necessarily true for everyone that it, it can be bio-individual as well. Um, but I like for people to pick a bedtime and then have like one to two things that they do before bed pretty consistently every day. And I love to give people what I call like the evening ritual buffet, where I suggest a bunch of different things and they can pick one or two of those things to pretty consistently do. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, then you will see, I just recently did a reel about this, but I'm going to share again in this little episode, um, on some of the things that I like to do. So number one is like pick a consistent bedtime and then I like to do and I'm always like, you know, putting my phone away a little bit early, maybe like an hour before bed. I will always have a tea. That's my like consistent thing I like to do, you know, with different sort of calming nervous system, regulating herbs. Um, then I feel into what do I need today? Okay. So some of the things I love to do are journaling, meditating, EFT or tapping. Um, And so I pick and choose what I need based on how I'm feeling, right? I'm someone who feels anxiety in a very somatic way. Like I feel it in my body. So if I'm feeling really triggered about something, or if I'm feeling really anxious about something, I'll do something like tapping or maybe even shaking just to you know, move that energy in my physical body. If I'm feeling like my mind is racing and I've got a lot of, you know, thoughts in my brain and I, it's overwhelming. I'll journal them out. I may also do tapping as well, just depending on like what I need, but journaling, I feel helps me to just get out those feelings. So they're not just stuck in my head, like spinning around and, or I'll do also maybe like a meditation, right? Once I've sort of got the thoughts out, then I focus my mind on, you know, a mantra or, you know, even Prataka, which is um, candle gazing, can actually be a really beautiful practice as well, just focusing the mind on something. Um, And I want to share here because someone actually asked me this once on Instagram and I thought it was a great question. So I will answer it. They said, you know, shouldn't we be doing meditation when we're really like, shouldn't we not be doing meditation at night? You know, shouldn't we be doing meditation when we are, you know, really able to be present and focused? And the answer is yes and no. (laughs) So traditionally, meditation is something that we want to do when we are able to, when we have a lot of energy, when we're able to focus from the lens of like the yogic path of sort of going deeper into our sadhana, we do want to do it when we are feeling energized and we've got a lot and we're able to focus, but I do often recommend it to people before bed, same with yoga nidra, if they have trouble falling asleep and they need to calm the mind. So something I always say to my students and to my clients is we can use yogic practices to achieve yoga, right? We can use them to deepen our spiritual practice and we can use them therapeutically. So in this context, we're using meditation therapeutically. And when I ever recommend yoga nidra to somebody before bed, we are using it therapeutically not to like deepen anything. It is just to sort of relax the body into a state of sleep. So I just want to toss that out there for anyone who's like, wait a minute, like that sounds counterintuitive. So just want to share that with y'all. Um, sometimes again, if I'm not feeling like dysregulated in any way, or if nothing's triggered me and I just need to calm down, I'll read a book or something again, good old fashioned paper and, you know, type print is really, really helpful. Just again, kind of quiet and, and, and calm the mind. I really love reading a book. Um, and again, also if I'm feeling like my body's just stiff, some gentle asana can be really helpful. And I even just do this in my bed. So I'll do something like legs up the wall, a gentle forward fold child's pose, maybe like a reclining twist in the bed. Um, those are all great practices and I'll hold them for like one or two minutes, slowly, deeply breathing. That can be really helpful to just, again, yeah, calm the body down, uh, before bed. And another thing I've been doing every, either every night or every other night, depending on like what, what, uh, my time looks like is having a, using a castor oil pack, castor oil packs. I'm going to do a whole other thing on castor oil packs. I'm not going to get so deep into it, but it's amazing. You can use it on your liver. You can use it on your digestive system. It really just helps to. You know, promote detoxification. It helps to calm and regulate the nervous system. Um, it helps support digestion. It's just, it's amazing. Okay. So castor oil pack, I use the queen of thrones castor oil pack. Um, I can get a link for you as well uh, with a discount code also um, as, and when that comes through. Um, and again, it's just something that I do every single night and it's super easy. You just you know tie it on you. You can walk around and you can do things, or you can do some of your evening rituals with it on. And that's something that I've been doing as well. You just have it on, you're doing this beautiful detoxification, you're meditating, you're journaling, you're reading, drinking your tea, and you've got this beautiful detoxification benefit as well. So as much as I can, I also like to stack some of these rituals, these evening things. So I'm not taking like 55 hours to do everything. I do like to try and stack them as well. Um, and I will also say, like I said before, I want to reiterate this because I think it's so easy, especially if you're more of like a pitta nature or like you're really vata, you know, you might hear this and be like, okay, I got to do all these things. No, <laughs> you do not have to do all these things. And you should not do all these things. You should. Pick Click one or two. Okay. The number one thing that I'm telling people that I work with, or even on Instagram is like, don't do all of these things. That's actually more dysregulating, right? To go from zero to a hundred. What does that look like? zero to a hundred, that is a very Vata dysregulating thing. We want to make change that is slow and steady and gentle. We want to pick one or two things, be consistent with that, maybe add things. I almost never do every single thing on this this list. It would take me forever. It would be super long, right? If I'm feeling like I need a little bit more, I might do a couple more things to just support that regulation. But on a day-to-day basis, I'm literally doing the castor oil pack as I like have some tea. And then maybe I'm like, journaling or meditating slash EFT, or maybe doing asana, or maybe not. It's totally fine to like have a tea (laughs) to be like, cool. My phone's away and I'm having a tea. That is enough of a ritual. You don't need five things. You don't need to have some super fancy evening ritual. Okay. So whoever needs to hear this, I'm giving you permission. It doesn't have to be fancy. Doing that one thing is enough. Okay. Now my fourth thing, and this is the thing I'm going to just stay with me for this. Okay. (laughs) Okay. is wearing an eye mask as you sleep and or taping the mouth. And I know what you're thinking because I got some comments on this on the gram when I you know, started talking about mouth taping. I know it's weird. I know it seems super weird. I also know, and I want to be mindful that can be super triggering for people as well. Okay. So do not do this. If in any way it feels triggering for you, if anything, if any of these rituals are more dysregulating than they are regulating, don't, you shouldn't do them. That's just, Just because someone on Instagram, just because I said, oh, it can be really good to do X, Y, and Z. If you and your body and your experience of reality, it doesn't feel safe for you. If it doesn't feel nourishing for you, don't do it from now until the end of time. That is my advice to you. Okay. So if if this whole mouth taping thing feels triggering, don't do it. You don't even have to work up to it at all. Okay. You just do not have to do it. Okay. So I want to give you that caveat, but if it doesn't feel triggering to you and you're like intrigued, but you're kind of weirded out and you don't know, I do want to talk to you about why it's actually really interesting um, and share with you my own personal experience with it. So I started mouth taping or I tried it out just over a year ago, uh, maybe even a little bit longer. And yeah, it was like a little bit weird and like inconvenient initially. Um, They do have, by the way, fancy like mouth tape that, that, that you can get. I just use like medical tape and I cut off like an inch of it and I'll put it on just here. Mm. Um, And yeah, it felt a little bit inconvenient initially and kind of weird. And then I, you know, fell off it. And then I was noticing that my sleep wasn't, you know, I wasn't sleeping really well the last maybe couple of months. So I started doing it again and I was doing experiments with myself. Okay. And I will tell you every time I wear the mouth tape, I sleep amazingly. And when I don't, I don't sleep well. And so what the mouth tape does is it keeps your mouth shut. And I'm someone who like, when I sleep (laughs) TMI, if you're watching the video, then you can see this. If you're listening to it, podcast form, you can't, I have this like ugly sleep thing where I'm like, my mouth is open and I'm like, you know, it's just like not attractive, but I'll mouth breathe at night. Okay. And so basically what it does is it closes your mouth and stops you from mouth breathing so that you breathe through your nose. And that is really important for so many things, but nasal breathing is something that actually activates the parasympathetic nervous system. Okay. So it keeps us in that calm sort of rest and digest state. Um, and when we mouth breathe, there's actually some interesting, I should look up the actual science for this, but basically it, it changes the oxygenation of our blood. There's like some cool science around it. I'm going to actually look up that for you. And that can actually change a lot of different things. One of those things being your blood glucose levels. So this is very interesting. I've been wearing this, um, ultra human continuous glucose monitor for the last week or so. And the really interesting thing is two nights that I didn't mouth tape my blood glucose levels tanked at night. They were super, super low. And I thought that it was, oh, maybe I need to eat something before bed. But I tried, I played around with one night having like a high fat, like just like a scoop of coconut oil before bed. Blood glucose levels were good, but I was also wearing the um, the mouth tape. And then the next night I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this, but I'm not gonna use, I'm not gonna do the high fat thing before bed and see what happens. And my blood glucose levels were more stable at night, okay? Okay. And that's really important for so many reasons. I'll do a whole other thing on blood glucose, anxiety, and mental health, but your blood sugar levels can absolutely, if they're really dysregulated, like I said, anything that's dysregulated is going to dysregulate vata dosha. Vata dosha is going to create levels of anxiety, overwhelm, et cetera, within the body, but also on a like scientific level, low blood sugar can create the physical experience of anxiety, right? It can leave us more prone and susceptible to to anxiety. So stable blood sugar is one of the best things you can do to manage your mental health. And so for me, seeing that oh my gosh, mouth taping is actually impacting my blood glucose levels, like that's wild. Okay, so that was something that was really really interesting for me. And again, just how I feel, I notice that when I tape my mouth a little bit at night, I feel better the next day. I sleep deeper. I can feel that, which is really, really, really cool. So um, I encourage you to try it. If it feels safe for you, if it doesn't, and it feels weird, I get it. If your partner's like, uh, trust me, Vikram is just like, aren't really Mal, like you're going to wear this tape. Like it looks so creepy. What are you doing? I get it, but try it out. If it feels good for you. If not, it's totally fine. I get that. That might be like, Oh, woohoo. Like a weird thing, but totally. I encourage you to try it out. And the eye mask, the eye mask is a little bit less weird. It's like totally socially acceptable, but that also really helps to block out a lot of that light. So ideally at night, we will sleep better in pitch darkness. That is when we will sleep the best. Um, so if you are able to get an eye mask again, bond charge has a kick-ass eye mask. I would highly recommend it. Um, you can go ahead again, they're having that 25% off thing. Take a look. If not a regular old eye mask will be fine, but I really do love that. They've got this like, um, these little pads that kind of like go around your eye. So your eyes aren't like pressed onto, you know, the eye mask and it might be like a little bit like uncomfortable. So I would definitely recommend checking that out if that's something that you're interested in. And then last, but certainly not least, if you do struggle with sleep, a helpful Ayurvedic remedy can be to take some sesame oil or ghee and rub it on the top of your head And the soles of your feet, and you can actually massage the soles of your feet as well. There's lots of beautiful Marma points there that can really help to just, you know, create a sense of calm, to regulate the nervous system, to balance some of those meridians, which can be really, really beautiful. Um, So Those are all the tips I had. I I hope that I have convinced you that sleep is very essential for our mental health. um, and given you some good things to think about in terms of ways that you can support yourself in having a better sleep, staying asleep for longer. Um, and one last thing actually that just like popped into my brain about the whole blood sugar thing, which I will talk about on another episode when we go deeper into blood sugar is if you are someone that wakes up in the middle of the night, like if you find that chronically you're waking up, you know, at different times in the night, it could be a variety of different things. One, it could be low blood sugar. If your blood sugar drops super low, your body is going to wake up and be like yo feed me we need to eat so that could be um that could be something it also could be that your liver is backed up the liver is is regenerating and healing as well at night and there's some science that suggests that if you wake up between like 1 and 3 um which is pit the time in the evening by the way so that's when the um uh the liver would be healing and 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 regulating that it could be some uh that you might have some issues with your liver that need to be addressed as well so i can go over that a little bit more in a different um, episode as well but Um, I just wanted to kind of toss that in there, but I wanted to kind of circle back and say that I hope that this was helpful and that this was insightful for you. And that this gave you a lot to think about in terms of tips and things that you can do to get started with sleeping better. If you know, getting to sleep and staying asleep is something that is challenging for you. And once again, want to reiterate, you do not have to do all these things. You do not have to do all these things. Take this as a framework, bring this all into your awareness awareness, as I always say, is like the first step to healing. It's the first step to literally everything. Let this give you an awareness of some things that could possibly support your nervous system and support your, your sleep hygiene and start like one at a time, go through these things one at a time. You can re-listen to this episode as, as many times as you need to, um, in order to, yeah, in order to, you know, keep coming back to this, but slowly, but surely implement These things, let me know how it goes. Let me know if you try any things. Let me know if you get some blue light blocking glasses, if you get a bond charge red light. This is also one of my favorite things. Side note, gonna take it back to some bond charge stuff here, but getting a red light, not only is it therapeutic and I will do another episode. I got so many things to tell you. I've got so many things to tell you, Um, but getting the red light, not only is there like a physiological benefit and there's like very therapeutic intentional benefits for that as well. But if you just even have it on in the background, right? You can turn off all your lights and just turn on the red light and have that on in the evening as well. And that's going to reduce and, and minimize the amount of uh, blue light that you are getting. So yes, go ahead. Hope you use these tips. Check out bond charge, uh, today and today only they are doing a site-wide 25% off sale. If you are in this group, I have posted the link on this live, um, and if you are listening to this recording after the sitewide sale, you can use the code yogifuel 15 to get 15% off at checkout. And you can use that code from now until the end of time. Thank you so much for being here. I can't wait to share and bring you more wisdom. I feel like there's so many things that I want to share with you about, um, you know, Instagram is such a beautiful platform to share, but I feel that, you know, the way that we consume content on Instagram, it's so micro it's so cold notes. It's so short form content that the ability to, to do these lives and to do these podcast episodes is just such a great way to get a broader context for a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about. I'm super excited to bring you more of this. I hope this was helpful. I hope you enjoyed. Let me know if you've got any questions and I'm happy to answer, but for now I bid you adieu. Thank you so much for coming and uh, we we will chat soon.